Welcome back to ah. Scribology Podcast. I am your vampiric Professor Ricky. I want to suck your blood. <laughs> yes. Hello, I am Ethan. Yes, and we are two vampires this week because it's a spooky week, Ethan. Halloween. Yeah, no bless. No. Oh, yeah. I, um, are you even going to try dressing up in any kind of costume at all? Never do. Never do. You're not, I'm a huge costume guy. Yeah. I would love to do that <laughs> I know shit. that. <laughs> Last year, I went as Lebowski of the big Lebowski fame. I don't think I've worn a costume since maybe I was 10 or 11. What was, the, what was your favorite costume you did do, though? Uh, so, I don't know if I even want to say all this. <laughs> then it really have, opens a have... can of words, worms, bro. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. So, like... <laughs> Well, one year I was Charmillion. I was a fan of that. Yes. I had a nice little Charmillion mask. That's awesome. Um, and then one year my parents bought me this like insane Wolfman costume. I love like, it's a little too real for a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know that. Um, but that's pretty much it. Like I pretty much went as a NHL player for five years in a row, maybe. That's a classic. It's yeah. a mainstay. You would, I easy. wouldn't shake that boat either. You just wear, you just wear the jersey you already have. My my favorite costumes were always the one that were a hit, but like ended up being such a last minute decision. I went a couple years in a row as off duty Santa, vacation Santa. So Santa hat, white long hair, white beard, red sunglasses, Christmas themed Hawaiian T shirt, and board shorts. And I was just Santa off duty, and it was awesome. Went off like gangbusters. Uh, but I came up with it like a day before. I'm like, "Fuck, I got nothing here. I forgot." Wait, let me get the brilliant idea of dressing up as another holiday. Classic, <laughs> classic. You go as a turkey next year. Ah, uh, what do you mean next year? I might just, All I might right, just, this year. I might just do it now. <laughs> Oh man, but I'm definitely gonna get, uh, get a disgusting amount of candy this year, though. I'm so ready. You're for gonna candy. get candy. Yeah, I'm gonna get candy. Like from the store. Yeah, right. Like, like, <laughs> like you're not trick or treating. Yeah, I no, hope. but no, but I mean, like it'd be you know, Ricky, spooky. You're 28. Spooky theme candy. You're 27. You know? Little 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 Reese's. And, How like, fucking old are you? Me? Yeah, 27. Okay, but I will be 28. Say, it's got to be I, soon. Oh yeah, I'll be 28 in uh, uh about a month or so. From now, you think we're gonna have a big party this year, or you think uh, Rona's pretty much fucked that? Oh, I'm gonna make it a big party. Okay, well, as big as it can safely be, and maybe forty outside. to fifty thousand people minimum. Well, yeah, that's or maximum, ha- just really. half as last year. Yeah, right. It was a cool hundred k last year. I mean, normally we feel like, you know, Heinz Field. Yeah, it was the entire stadium, and then the overflow actually went to the Hyatt. Right. So, yeah. It was it was a good banger. It was low key though. It was real low key. It was really chill. It's like only our closest friends really showed up to it. And the ones that really mean something. The ones know? that paid us, frankly. Yeah. And <laughs> on the real, there's people listening like, I go to any fucking party last year. <laughs> and like Tristan's like, I didn't go to a fucking party last year. Wait, did he? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Could have sworn he was here. He maybe was. I don't know. He came to the party. He came to the party. <laughs> but everyone I- <laughs> came, dude. But you know what? And I'm more excited. Halloween. 
Screw it. Birthday, screw it. Talking about anime? Oh, yeah. I'm here for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm now for that. Ethan, what are we doing this week? This week, we are doing our pitch or ditch redux. Pitch or ditch redux. That's where we come back. We come back. We have already pitched each other shows that we, up to this point, have not seen. And we tried to sell it the best we could. And now, we're going to review these two shows and see whether we have done a good job with this pitch. Or is it a ditch? Something I would not give to my worst enemy. You've given me a ditch before. Yes, I have. Uh, Do you want to go first with your show or we can go first with mine? Um, thoughts on thoughts on thoughts. I feel like there's a lot more to talk about with Tokyo Raven, so let's maybe leave that to last. There it is. Because it's okay. longer. It is much longer. It is 24. And there's a lot going on. Yeah, definitely want to bring some of that stuff up, but let's hit that Fuku Kaiji Balance Unlimited. What were your thoughts? How, how'd you feel? Yeah, I mean, just an incredibly solid show from start to finish. Hell there's, yeah, There's dude. not really like, I don't, I wouldn't even say there's really any negatives. Yeah. The one um, thing I'll say about your pitch, very good, except for the fact you basically said that, um, I don't know his name, rich uh, kid. Daisuke? Yeah, Daisuke. You said he like, wasn't smart. He's like uncannily smart. But he, he's he literally Bruce Wayne. That is, okay, I guess I didn't perceive him that smart because he had no social or resource skills if he didn't have his money, right? Yeah, he was literally he he had the social intelligence of like a ten year old, a hundred percent. How to do that? So I guess to me, but when you're rich, like, you don't need that. Of, of course, exactly. So I'm, but I'm thinking I found him dumb because of that. But you're right. If you in the late game, he does deduce a lot of shit, like very very big logical leaps that turned out to be right in a lot of cases. Yeah, I, I don't know. He he was, uh, I mean, really solid detective. Obviously, he's got like literally every piece of information he could possibly have. Yeah. Um. So that really helped, and he's got his own like basically support team. Yeah, so he does. that was definitely very interesting. Um. So main characters, I mean, Dice K was great. The other main character detective guy I think it was Haru Tora. Couldn't have been. I think it was like Haru Tora. It might have been. I found it weird. I think the main characters of both of these shows had the same name. Um, but anyway, he's really cool too. Like balance unlimited. Let's get to the bottom of this sucker. Yeah. Okay. I guess I found him a little annoyingly. He's definitely annoying. Unwavering. Yeah. He, like I said, he's got, he's a walking justice boner, man. But I guess he only had the Haru Kato. Haru Kato. Okay. Nice. Nice. Um, so he was, he was like definitely a little up his own ass about justice yeah, okay. which definitely i wasn't i don't know if i would say i was not a fan of it but it definitely was a little draining for sure i think it worked only because we had so many other characters that went against that at play like if it was a show about him i don't know if i'd have a really good time with it but it was about him with dice gay with the the dirty cop leader guy like the like the the commissioner or whoever the hell that guy was that was like Willing to do some sketchy shit to get justice done. Um, um, commissioner, what do you mean? Well, uh, who's the old guy that uh, the girl whose car got blown up? Remember how he was like basically blackmailing her with knowledge about her like son or something like that. Um, so he's actually by far my f- most favorite character in this whole thing. Right? He was cool. Um, because I think 
Like, there was a lot of virtue sig- signaling in this show. Yes. Where basically, mm-hmm. very frequently, they're, like, trying to be by- too by the book. Yeah. But, like, I don't think it's necessarily morally decrepit or bankrupt or anything like that to use, like, things against people. Like, think about our own government in real life. Yes. Like, CIA and stuff like that. Yeah. There's this thing where, like, if you've got a lot of debt, for instance, you're extremely um, manipulatable. Exactly. Like, yeah. you're, you're looked at as, like, a high risk in terms of, like, top secret, you know, blackmail and stuff like that. Right. Because you've got all this debt hanging over your head. Exactly. I don't think it's unrealistic to to use stuff like that. And, and in this case, it's like, they're bad people. Yeah, he's not right. doing it to good people. Like yeah. she has committed crimes, and and he's basically, you know, it's it's very much the fight fire with fire concept, and it it all like like I mentioned in the pitch, they all do see what the evil is. They they all agree on that, but it's that it's the paths they take to get there, which is why maybe Haru as a character I was a little less warm on. He's enjoyable in comedic settings and letter settings, but like he. He found like so unwavering that he couldn't see why these executions of justice had their own merit, right? Well, I think it's it's a common issue that people that are so success- successful all the time yeah. will commonly have. It's like when you've only been successful, the first time anything like a little bit more difficult shows up, you feel sort of like completely screwed or lost or whatever. It tweaks what you consider normal. Right, the so normal- like... like yeah. He was a highly decorated guy in the first division. The thing with the girl that he shot happened. Right. He took that way too to heart for some reason. And now he's basically pushed himself out of the first division. That was, and that was kind of an interesting way that. The, just wait. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I should say the pacing <laughs> I, was good I'm here. I'm going to forget. Okay. So basically, he pushes himself out. You made me fuck up. I don't know. I lost it. No, yeah, he pushes himself out. I know, I was on a train, and now I'm off the I train. I derailed your train? You fucked me. Shoot you, baby. <laughs> um, but no, no, I get, what, I get what you're saying. That. Um, oh, okay, got it, got it back. So he, do, he hasn't had the like situation where he's completely screwed on a case like the older detective has. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. imagine being that detective. You're, you live by the book, and back in his old days, they showed us sh- uh, flashbacks of that. Mm-hmm. And he was blocked out by everyone else, right? And kind of forced into this role of taking responsibility for a failure that he didn't fail at, you right. know? Right. And so, like, I don't know. I think when you haven't dealt with this, like, basic conspiracy aspect or like the, the bureaucracy coming down and, and putting the gavel on your throat, basically. Yeah. Right. I th- I feel like it's a lot easier to be that like high and mighty. Oh, you got to do everything by the book type guy. But I guarantee you, when you start getting fucked by the system a little bit, or like for instance, somebody will get away because of some like. Um, Guess you s- doing it by the book, and then like that person. I well, did- that but like some like uh, technicality or something, or like something oh, going right, right. on like outside of the system that you're working in. Yeah, like I feel like that's the point when characters like this would would start feeling like, okay, maybe we can be a little more interpretive with the rules and maybe a little more lenient with, like, the correct way to do things. Um, but I still think it was cool the way that he um, he was, like, very respectful of the guy. Like, it was clear that oh, he, for he, sure. he yeah. realized the guy has a lot to 
to offer him in terms of knowledge and wisdom and basically just overall like seniority. And I, I, I <laughs> the scenes between uh, the the current chief who used to be uh, this guy's boss way back when in, in first division, they both right. got sent down together and him where he's basically like, you're almost, you know, at retirement age, chill out. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I loved all that because it's just very like, you can see the history. They did such a good job showing their, that, but also the feeling like it was just like, this guy really wants to solve his only like unsolved case, this cold case from 15 years ago. It's the one that mattered the most. Right. It's it's his. Yeah. And and that's kind of like, I think a really good trope that you see in all detective type shows is like, there's always that, that one kind of grittier cop that has this situation where More than there's some there's yeah. some cold case that they couldn't solve because of external um actors. Yes. And I think it's just I, I love that in all shows, but like it really hit in this one. And I was just thinking that because this this show, you know, we are brought down a path and we're seeing a bigger picture. And then as we get more of that picture, we then get the history of that guy's case. And then, boom, they both hit at the same time. Yeah, I, that was so fire. Perfect. The, like, yeah. convalescence of the two stories. They, I think the pacing. The, yes, the pacing. Mwah, just superior on all accounts. Quite. And again, 11 episodes. A show that should not have been any longer or shorter, in my opinion. And they somehow told this really engaging cop, show, cop story. In 11 episodes. The only thing I would say is there was not enough, like, actually, actual mystery. Because, like, I figured out exactly what was happening, like, the second they mentioned what had happened originally. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it was, like, very obvious. The second, the second that when the woman's, like, uh, you know, a parent will do anything for their child, I'm like, yep. Yeah. You just it kind of rang, rang the bell. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I wish they kind of would. And you know what's funny? A lot of mystery in anime doesn't when is the last time you really got thrown for a loop in a story in an anime mm. i would say erased got pretty close but they kind of signaled the killer a little too quick in my opinion but i agree yeah I, I don't know i i want i want a show where i don't know like what the point of signaling a killer immediately is like i like a lot of like real um like western stuff that we watch yeah like criminal minds a lot of times is great great yeah because you don't it's not immediate like you have to like really dig into these people to figure out who it is but like an anime i feel like it's it's almost too expressive does that make sense i think it's it's one of its greatest strengths because it makes in my opinion drama it makes action way better yeah right like i don't think you can do a lot of live action anime absolutely not no because of how much this shit hits because of i don't know the way they draw it the the i don't know the subtle shading even will do enough to tell you like a somber moment or something like that right like i just think it's much more expressive of a medium and it's almost too expressive in like a detective story because like you instantly figure out what's going on like like that that for instance we're talking about erased that teacher was creepy right 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 and you're just like even if it doesn't turn out to be this person, it almost can't be anything else. Like, it has to be this teacher. Like, he's a bad guy regardless. Right, right. And I, I keep thinking, if, I was thinking, shows that are, you know, expressive, but also did well with their mystery, Promise Neverland. 100%. I'm, again, so, like, you can make it work, but I think what 
the shows like this do. But that's, I feel like Promise Neverland is just an absence of information until they get you. Yes, and I right? think it's important that they the way they did it's just great. I totally agree. I yeah. loved it. I'm just saying, like in a situation where you meet the character that is the bad person, yes, and they are acting like they do act, like it's not hidden enough. Like yeah. you're, like you're saying, Isabel, yeah, or Isabella, yeah. Well, we never, we still, we, we never really cleared that, that one up. <laughs> she was expressive, but she was expressing a basically a veil. Yes, and she was good at that. That's why she's in the right. position of mother. And or uh, what's that show? Oh, I, I could see you. Amazon Prime. Oh, I can see you turn on it. Um, it's not Vinland Saga. Nope, it was nope. recent. Uh, the crime one where suicide is happening everywhere. Oh, 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 oh. Mm, it's not Babylon, right? No, but I, yeah, it is, maybe. It sounds yeah. really right, and I was going to say it earlier as well. I just... Yes. Okay. But I think I know where you're, and I think I know where Balance Unlimited got kind of like went off the rails a little bit with that one. Um, again, this is the smallest. We're, we have to get, in my opinion, nitpicks about Balance Unlimited because there's just, like you said, there's not a lot of negative here. But um, yeah, like. It is Babylon. Nice. Uh, they played their hand. A lot of cop show, a lot of cop animes and detective animes do this. They play their hand because they're following narrative and visual anime tropes. Whereas shows that throw you for a loop are doing are doing new things with anime in terms of how expressiveness is handled. Like the amount of sakugo that went into the expressions of Promise Neverland was done purposefully to fool me. Whereas in shows like Balance Unlimited, it was signaling something. They used effort and movement to signal things rather than obscure things. And I don't know. Well, I think so. I will say the difference between the sh- two shows is right. Like. You're watching from the perspective of a detective and Balance Unlimited. Yes. So, like, picking up, like, little subtle movements and stuff like that, like, makes sense. Of course. Yeah. That's a good Um, point. Even in uh, It Invaded, there's some people where I'm like, that person did it 100%. They totally did that. Yep. And um, my proudest moment in all of detectiving that I've done. Okay. um, There's Mm -hmm. this one episode of Criminal Minds where this, like, Basically, this this like attractive high school girl gets killed, and they're oh, trying to figure out who did right, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> and they show this flashback of this random kid walking up to her saying, "Hey, Sky," and walking away. And I'm like, "He did it, 100 <laughs> percent." Because he just said it in a weird way. This guy, and, and he was like, Hi. "Let's just say like his he was she's way out of his league." Let's just say that. Okay. And I'm like, 100 percent, that guy killed her. <laughs> I'm a Go one. The whole show. I'm a one, and Guess she's a threes. Who? Guess who killed her? This freaky that kid. Guy. Nice guy. Nice guy. Good galaxy brain move. But interesting, you bring up the whole detective thing. You're right. You are from the perspective of a detective, and therefore would have all of the bells and whistles a detective would have. Also, a big fat AI. Right. I actually was not a fan of Hugh Skedal. Yeah, I, I I'm on to ask you about that because I. I kind of liked the concept of this guy who had almost like this godlike technical knowledge and ability to do stuff um, was then barred from information. Yeah. That felt really like, whoa, because that was, an, again. But, but it's also too, like, telegraphing yeah. what's going on. Yes, the second you're like, who else would have that information? Um, like, I, I did. I, am I wrong feeling that way? Because I felt like that honestly really cheapened the story. 
No, I don't. No shit, we know who's alive now, you know? Yeah, and I. Then they act like, oh my god, he's alive. Well, here's no shit. Here's the problem: like you're when you're approaching that level of this is why like the BBC Sherlock was so good, right? When you have a character who cannot be fooled and has all these resources, and you're from their perspective, you as the audience are then at their level, right? Because it's told from their perspective. You then have to write a plot twist or a mystery that is can believably outmaneuver someone we're with right but sherlock in the real like real world sherlock that's why it was so popular because they were mysteries that he would solve but give him a hard time like we were there with him right this show it didn't quite right like it's hard to do it's it it's they did a pretty good job for what they had but how do you make a mystery so intense that the guy with all of this money and technical power can't immediately see those telegraphs, right? It's a weird problem, and I don't blame them for that, but... Um, I mean, like... How do you believe we outmaneuver someone like that? That's all. It was almost like that was that was really the only bad part of the show, though. Like, Yeah. Like, I do think it was a little telegraphed. I think it was... Almost like a deus ex machina that it was like, oh, I can't figure it out because I'm being blocked out of my own AI system. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right, right. Like it basically telegraphs who who's the bad guy mm-hmm. and, and kind of like what happened. It, but the pro- the good thing about that is it happened so late in the show. Yeah, right. It They didn't dwell on that, you know. Well, like what I mean is it's not like they did that in the second episode and we're like, we know who it is the whole time. Fair. We pretty yeah. much only figured out who it was about episode eight, nine. Yeah. And then there's only three left, and it's really just the wrapping up of, yeah. of Again, show. Pacing just so spectacular. I did I did like the commentary they had about, you know, what what remember we we asked each other what problems could money not solve? The show showed me none, essentially. None. There was Well, so the only one it didn't really solve, right, is the dog that died. But depends on where your your head sits and like philosophically, did it? I think it could. Like that's a solution to the problem. Honestly, the only one that is like, well, I think that's where you like start playing with morals, right? Like, yeah, right. Like you're tricking the kid, but like I, obviously the kid still thinks it's his dog. So yada yada. But yeah, I'm well, just saying, well, like, would you rather have the unpleasant reality or at least give the kid a little bit of bliss for a while? Eh, right? I'd say like. You gotta you gotta rip him out of this this matrix system early. Listen here, film. kid. Your dog's dead. Here's seventy five thousand dollars. Now go and go and buy another yeah. pet store or whatever the fuck. Like you little scam. I will say the the just like throwing insane amounts of money at people was a little stupid. Yeah. Okay. I was just gonna say because that for me was what I thought was gonna be kind of the initial hook for you. Just some guy literally bawling out at the highest caliber possible. <laughs> um. But. But it was like almost too much, right? Like, like for mundane shit, he's like, "All right, let's triple the paybacks." Like, it's like, shut up, dude. Well, I think that's what he's talking. Like, that's kind of what the show is saying. That with enough money, no one will even like if they paid everything back in full, they might start asking questions why this happened in the first place. If you got all your money back for everything destroyed times two, I'd probably just like, you know what? Fuck it. Fine. That's cool. Yeah, I'd be fine with it too. The problem is like. This happens so frequently throughout the show, and they're shooting rockets at buildings, and he's buying buildings out from under people. That, it's like that's a weird one, yeah. Like, like, come on, man! 
like what's the point at a certain point just buy all everything and yeah. then you know what i mean like if your balance is really unlimited like you could buy everything like what's the point that's a good point they should have given him like just a really stupid high balance and yeah. then his like seven billion yen show episodes like show like a considerable chunk missing you know what i mean like i think that would have been more interesting or, or like maybe show him doing some business deals and stuff you remember that one episode he has that guy from Colorado or some like dumb place that oh, they yeah, made yeah, up yeah yeah and they're in the they're in like the bunker area yeah kinda, yeah interesting like imagine like like he had a, a balance that was dwindling but then you know he adds a new business deal and so his balance skyrockets again like imagine like that would have been a little more fun obviously 11 episodes you can't do shit like that right i'm just saying if they wanted to make it a little longer a little more like a little more flushed out because uh, i thought i again think giving him an opportunity where his money is gone is brilliant like and well, just well, I, I thought so that was fucking like funny it was a great episode but i thought it was like much different the way that you exp- explained it so i'm glad you kind of explained it like you did okay because i thought you were saying like he like straight up doesn't have his money after that point oh right no he, yeah he loses just the one ability specific to, day right exactly and it's really was just him throwing a fucking uh temper tantrum i still don't really know what happened i think it's because it's because his sister cousin uh wife uh, i know i know it wasn't definitely the wife. Not wife definitely not wife no no <laughs> when when Howard got so relieved, like, oh hell yeah, of course it's your sister. Can I get her number though, real quick? Can I get those digits? Um, she met. She changed his shoe size like three centimeters up or something. Is that really what happened? Yeah, because they were thinking of what she did. It's like, oh, I put like something in this. It, what is it? Nola or Noma? Or what's the stuff that the really cheap, almost tofu-y kind of stuff? I don't know. Natto. Natto. That's it. I put Natto in this shit this morning to watch his weight and. Like, they're thinking, what did we do to piss him off? And it's like, oh, you changed his shoe size for him. And he's like, that must be it. I'm such an idiot. How could I be so cruel? They baby, they coddles ass. It makes sense why I didn't know how to fucking grocery shop. Yeah, but shop. that episode was hilarious. It was really funny. Absolutely great. I love Suzue. I love yes. Grandma. Um, oh, man. Great, great show. I don't, I don't, let me rate it at the end because I have to, like, kind of rethink about it. Rethink about it? Okay, wanna, then you want to hit Tokyo Ravens? Then? Let's hit it. Okay, so... I want to know your thoughts, because you've been extremely quiet about right, it. Right, so Tokyo Ravens... Like, ridiculously quiet. Uh, 24 episodes... Scarily quiet about I, it. <laughs> ghostly, ghostly even. <laughs> Total non-responsive. You're a ghoul. I'm a ghoul, <laughs> I'm a ghoul of myself, and this is kind of an interesting show, right? <laughs> Good. I Good start. It, it felt really, really generic, but it had really good points. Uh-huh. Um, I think... Well, I, I guess I enjoyed it, but I don't know if I would pitch this to someone newer to the space. This isn't even something I guess I would pitch um, as like a run home and watch it now. Like put it in your list. You come across it. You're going to have a good time. I think big highlight that lore and power system. So interesting. Yeah. Like so deep and um varied which was what was cool is like all these people are just using completely different shit it's similar to like a a black clover type thing where everyone's got their own power basically exactly but it's like well known that like you're there's like obvious um you know certain spells to use in very you know common situations right if you're going after a spirit disaster and you want to purify it they typically will all use some kind of form of like order i guess was your basic so regale me this 
when you scream shit at a talisman, cut the rope, burn the burn the, the shit, do this, go get me cake, and then order. They're incantations of commands the talisman do something. I, I don't know. There weren't many, like, classes. There was some elemental set of shit, but it seemed like everyone could just scream, go get me a biscuit, order, boom, and it just go do the thing. Mm, mm, I don't know if I got that same vibe. I would say it's sort of like the way I kind of think about it is like, uh, you know, the hand signs in Naruto. It's like yeah. invoking something and then it happens. It happens. Okay. Yeah. Because kind of like dealing with the the Japanese like like love for all these commies and shit like we talked about <laughs> earlier yeah, yeah, in the last yeah. episode. Right. It's like uh, sort of invoking all these like things to have happened. Right. I don't know. Like that, I was very confused early on about the power system uh, it, me too yeah especially uh like that first big fight yes uh suzuka and oh shit who's the main character girl oh um natsume natsume yeah when they're like doing this insane fight on flying horses and shit i'm like what the what fuck the is going thank on? you okay <laughs> i was pretty confused at first too i think Kinda- what the fuck is happening <laughs> and, and now there's a horse and a holy shit a yellow dragon and holy shit yeah a heaven portal so some something that this is a common thing that a lot of shows do and it actually can work to it's a double-edged thing when you were dropped into a world and it's very this the show had very little exposition if you look at like the lore and the power system they just threw it out there as the characters in it's like the opposite of dramatic irony we know so much less than the characters do but they're not going to explain it to us right oh it's this person from history oh it's this oh it's a non-imperial style of magic oh it's you know i think that shows that do this really well it works to great effect made in abyss tower of god you know they don't exercise to you they just happen and you piece them together like the smart boys and gals that we are However, the opposite of this is it has a really, really confusing effect on the audience. Like when you do it rapid fire, like this show kind of does sometimes. Like, wait, 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 non imperial. I didn't know there was an imperial style to begin with. Like, hold on. When you're already jumping carps without getting a little bit of that base, sure. it doesn't quite work. I think the show had that in a couple places. So which I'd we- like to respond quickly. Okay. I think the lore of this story is definitely better than the lore of T- Tower of God. They don't really explain dog shit even still in Tower of God. Yeah, I, I think that's too shrouded a mystery to compare. But you're right. I think the, what you mentioned it is the only reason that's, I'm saying I know that. that's that's a me thing. I, it's a my mistake. But so but like I, I agree saying. with you 100. percent Like through maybe half, I'm like, well, what the fuck is going on? And once I finally got but enough things I was, repeated, yeah, I was absolutely on the hook though. Okay, the stuff with Yaku, um, and basically, I mean, the way they explain it is all this was created to combat in world war ii yes right literally weaponizing magic so i'm instantly in there right but but and then i think um a lot of like confusing stuff that we're talking about sort of makes a little more sense because we're coming from harutora's point of view and he's been like deliberately kept out of this stuff and yeah but he does know more than he's telling us which is the only like real concern right like because we know his dad has some amount of power and is a good doctor He's a great related doctor, yeah. to these like ogres and shit and you're like what is going on and so like i definitely don't like 
think that you're wrong at all about saying like it was confusing in the beginning because yeah. it absolutely was it, it definitely rounds kind of brings it there, there's home. even like parts even 75 percent in i'm like what's happening what the fuck is but this i did really enjoy it i did and i try to pick out why maybe maybe it was again it was just like a fun it's just a fun romp i did like the romance in this was actually okay any character though like Harutoro, basically is obliviousness is meant as a character trope so heavy like he is like you don't you don't he didn't fucking realize anything until he was like very very end like he should have noticed that natsume was horiko her horkito horkito that's it um i mean come on she pulls out a dragon named hokito right that's like wait a minute isn't that the same name and then you see it in the ribbon in her hair okay fucking okay that makes a lot of sense stupid torah like shut the fuck up (laughs) you said yeah bakatora like come on it's uh it's wait did you watch it in sub sub oh no bakatora um again that it was a lot more clear and dub is all i can say gotcha they all said stupid torah in the exact same way Stupid Torah. Stupid Torah. Which was actually fun as shit. Yeah, let's because see. Because he was stupid. He was he's a dumb boy. And yeah. I I don't What about his uh like definitely not a side kick, side character friend? Uh Ogre Boy. Toji? Yeah. He was awesome. He rips. I loved him. He, he was rips. An, he was an instigator. He was like he'd perfectly put uh, Horatora on on blast regularly, and he knew he knew he basically was like us, right? He knew what was going on like, yeah. at all times. Definitely a conduit for audience yeah. insertion. So, what uh, do you think about uh, Divine Generals, bro? Fucking rad! rad. Maybe, maybe my favorite part of the show is Same. that everyone there basically. It's interesting. They they did a really good job showing you that even if you become a a professional. On on <laughs> on Neo on Neo Mage, um, you could be relegated to like an office tent, like you could just be in like an office a, a desk jockey, or you can be like basically so good that they're like contracted. You can just do what you want until you have to get called in. Like right. uh, Renji guy, is that his name? The ogre eater. Um, uh, yeah. Um, he was the big time uh like exorcist uh for ogres specifically. I guess they all got a nickname somehow. I don't know what the fuck the ogre eater shit was about, to be honest. Because I think he, he rather eats them and increases his own spiritual energy rather than kills them and purifies them straight up, right? I, I, I don't know, man. Yes. There, um, was, there was definitely, like, there was a lot going on. Like, that is what, one thing right. I, I don't know if I mentioned that in my pitch. I tried to keep it a little, like, vague. I understand, I understand why. Saying a lot, I mean, it it would give a lot of shit away. Well, it would also like I think the pitch would get really <laughs> in the weeds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, really like like uh, frenetic, Fran- frantic, uh, maybe manic, manic, maybe. I think you're going we're, manic. Where we're like, <laughs> you know, like I'd be, have to explain a lot to get anywhere, and then it's like just watch the show. You know what I mean? So like. That that's what I I I wanted to do one where there's a lot going on, there's a really deep lore, interesting story. Characters are fairly strong. I would I say think so, a lot would, of them. I wanted ugh, fucking pigtail girl. Maybe I'm Sundere out, man. I don't know. I did not find her appealing. Yeah, was it Su- Soccer? I think Sukra? it was Suzuka. Suzuka. That sounds right. Suzuka, man, like... But she was a divine general. She was a divine general. She was a beast on the battlefield. But my 
goodness, she was annoying every other time she was on screen, man. Like, I just, I couldn't get behind her. And maybe, the, again, she is classic, classic Sundere, but I just couldn't wrap my, I don't know, maybe it's because I've had the last couple of Sundere's have been like super lukewarm on Sasha Nakron. Eh. Yeah, I think um, the only real like massive problem I had with the show was the, the, um, basically the opposition. All the antagonists yeah. were sort of random and out of nowhere. And like it was clear they had a lot to do with the story, but they didn't really bring us in fast enough. Yeah. And, and so at least I felt like with the, the princess chick near the end, with uh, the guys that are reincarnating left and right, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, riddle me this, Batmat. Um, Batmat? Batmat, my, my Matt Bat friend. Um, <laughs> how, uh, how in the world... Is that a yoga mat with wings? Yes. It's a spooky <laughs> Halloween-themed yoga mat. Um, <laughs> Downward dog. <laughs> Downward bat. <laughs> Upward bat. Now, riddle me this. The antagonists were mostly the, um, the Yoka followers, devotees. Yeah. Um, Yaku. Why, Yaku, that's it. Yaku devotees. Why couldn't... Natsumi, the perceived reincarnation, the one they're all fawning over, basically not flex that clout and be like, okay, guys, you want to follow me and what I want? Stop attacking. Your king of the North Star says so. That could have well, negated like 40, 50 percent. Uh, no. So the deal was they had to take her or him. Yeah. <laughs> quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. And literally force the reincarnation. Oh, that ritual that we got yeah. at the beginning. Okay, the, the missed that detail. Totsuku or whatever. Yes. Um, Tyson Foco for sure. That's exactly right. Yep. That was a mistake. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Smooth moves, Texlax. Yeah. So, okay, so they, they were going to try to basically get her and kill her, essentially, to, to do this reincarnation thing. Um. Yeah. Because <sighs> It the doesn't only- seem like after you reincarnate, you, like, exactly kill the other spirit. I think the only one that they knew how to do, except within other really inner circles, was the one trading a life for a life, right? Because that was the only that one would just be the random uh, people, yeah. Susika, yeah, that's the only one that they knew, right? Um, so, um, did you have like a fairy, a favorite character that wasn't part of the main cast? You know exactly what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I think Jin, Jin, yeah, Ot- oh, is it Otano, I uh, something like that. Otano, the badass ex divine general teacher. With one leg. Shadow. Like, okay. He is, by all accounts, should have been an edgelord piece of shit character, but they wrote him so wholesome, so cool. I just want to protect my students. Fuck you if you get in my way. Like, literally, that was the most badass. I think that's the part that locked it in for me when he poked Ogre in the back with his staff and said, just in this conversation right now, I've put dozens of just high level curses on you. And he's like, no, you can't. It's impossible. Yeah, I'm not. But even if 90% of that's true, still 10% are really shitty curses. So you have to go research all the possible ones and get back to me. Yeah. So baller. God, I love him. Um, yeah, I mean, he was just unbelievably sick. I think those the, teacher characters that have like this incredible past, right? But that like, yeah, I, man, I, I agree. He locked it in for me. His fight with uh, Master Damon, Damon, yes, like un 
fucking believable. Because you didn't up to that point really know. I guess I didn't really have a grasp on the on the power system, right? right. I was just kind of like, okay, you can do incantations. There's some really high level ones. You have familiars, and okay, I will say CGI rant, not great. Sometimes we're good. Um, CGI. The CGI, yeah. I don't recall any CGI. Are you? What are you smoking, dude? <laughs> all of the machines for CGI. Oh, oh, those are all t- the machines. Those are trash, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the dragon was okay, and sometimes <laughs> serious <they> were- cut, <laughs> some serious, serious cut. Um, but uh, yeah. So up to that, up to the point in the show, you got maybe incantations, you had some familiars, whatever, nothing crazy, and then Jin versus Daemon is this like naruto style elemental battle and you're like okay this shit's rad this shit sounds cool um and uh, like so suzuka because all the bullshit she did in the beginning was sealed off basically like 90 percent of her powers yeah mid battle Jin goes over to her and unseals her powers so that she can help protect like like this guy yeah, <sighs> remember this was a seal to suppress a divine general so it already had to be stronger than her because she couldn't undo it. And he just like casually click done. Hey, I got to go back to battling real quick. Just a quick breather. Uh, but you're good. So I thought so back to the power system really yeah. fast. Each of the divine generals was like known for something specific. Right. Right. How sick was that? That the bond princess, which yeah. hot, but it was the barriers. <laughs> the barrier stuff was rad as shit. The fire guy, Miss Miyachi or something like that. Um, I don't he, know, but he was unreal. He was just, he would just do this, just just stand and do nothing, and he was just a fire daddy, through and through. Who else do we see fight on the divine generals? The fan, the fan, bro. What was his power set? I don't even know. Like I he don't was almost either. like it was almost like Genjutsu. I was gonna say Genjutsu. They use the word Genjutsu in this in this show, but whenever the subtitles call it sorcery. Interesting. But I heard them scream Genjutsu. Genjutsu! Yeah, so I'm like, that's pretty rad. Sukeyomi! Um, I guess, yeah, I, what I, I don't, if I can only knock this show, it's, it's because maybe my expectations for shows now are getting slowly overall higher. Like, <laughs> but you know, like, we've seen a bunch, we have to be analytical, and I guess I gotta go in like, you know what, for what this was, it was pretty generic, it, uh, did shine in its lore, and its its back its backdrop of the world and the power system was fun. Um, I wish they actually did more with the lore. They they gave us they showed us its depths, but they never really got us to. I wish that maybe <laughs> spit it out. I know Horatora. <laughs> okay, became who he ended up being two episodes prior. Give him a little more time to re basically pick the brain of this person, right? Yeah. So the way I view it. And I looked up immediately after this, like, is there a season two? Yes. Like, you almost need one. It does smell season two-ish, doesn't it? You almost need one to kind of feel like you're talking. Like, okay, we've been waiting this whole season to see what the deal with this reincarnation shit is. Right, right. It's like, please, like, give Give, us something. Give it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you immediately know it was him, though, that was the real one? Or Um, were you like basically tricked by the show thinking he was really just like a familiar i I think you were based on one of the early things you sent me. i was tricked i was tricked because even though i had my doubts that it was not to me because reincarnation and i don't know if it had to be a boy or whatever it just said it had to be a blood the blood of the main family um so i was gonna say i thought the twist was gonna be 
oh, the reincarnation's bullshit, and these guys are just chasing nothing down, then they're going to find out it's that a girl. That would have been really cool, too. Yeah, right. Like, they are just told that, or just believe blindly that this is a reincarnation. We're like, no, this is horseshit. No. Um, but yeah, I had no idea. Haratoro, because he just seemed... Um, I knew some shit was going down when he, when his little star started to freak out on him when she was trying to go ham. That was interesting. Yeah. Well, so I knew, I would say almost immediately just because he's the main <laughs> character of the show. So it'd be <laughs> really weird true. for like him to be peripherally in- involved. You I know? guess. But I guess the whole, the whole, was his hair dyed yellow? Was it blonde dyed? Cause he has black tips. On- <laughs> I so don't... that was shadow, I think. Hmm. It's what it's back behind his ears. Okay. A little okay. Bit, like then a sure. Shadow. All things considered, then he's blonde. So I just didn't even think. Like we got flashbacks of Yako and Natsumi. There's like a a shared visual language between those two characters, and he looked in no way like any of those any of that shit. So. Well, he very well may have been died just in an effort to keep him even farther away from like. Oh, he could have been because they were trying to keep him away. That could be. I buy that. Well, because the, the other, I, I can't remember the flashbacks of when he was a kid, whether he had blonde hair or not. He did. Well, yeah, when he was talking to uh, Koyoko and uh, Kukio and um, Natsumi. Did you know instantly it was him that she was? A- yes, okay. that I did know. Yeah, there's no, there's no way. I was like, what? Yeah, that. There is there is some weird. I they kind of almost ditch the love shit like halfway through, right? For like that proper kind of more shonen-y plot, right? And then they circle back to it in a nice way. But what actually what actually happened to Natsumi at the end? They just white just take him to an apartment and no no no, she's dead. She's like lost in in ether. Really? That's what that was. I thought she. I thought he literally like saved her. Do you remember at the very end there, like the Tenzin Fukan sort of worked. Oh right, sorta, sorta. So I think they've reclaimed her soul, but it's not back. So that's and now that's technically season two is him trying to figure out how to get her back. I think like that's pure that'd, speculation. That'd be a good way to take it, though. He now yeah. has all his old gifts back, and he is the the foremost expert of magic dealing with souls. This is a natural through line that uses all of his expertise to get her back. Makes sense. I'm into it. So so one thing you you messaged me, you're like, are all these fucking guys related? Yeah, because like yes, all the important <laughs> everyone's ones related. Oh, uh, there's because there's three families that kind of closely tied, but it seemed like everyone else except uh, maybe Mo Momo or Mono, the glasses kid. That yeah. yeah. So I actually thought Kyoko or whatever was gonna start falling for him. Yeah, me too. But I also was like, he's a loser. So what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would say he's the only one that doesn't really fit the like. Oh yeah, we're all related situation. But he is famous because his mom is so famous. Gotcha. So the way that you kind of asked is like, is there like some predisposition or something to magic? Like, like how does this work? I think it's possible that anyone could, but I think there's definitely a predisposition based on the family like lineage because right. it seemed like really rich and powerful families were sending their kids to omnio mage tech or whatever you want to call it and they had a, a lot of emphasis on oh you're just a you're just a basic person from a good family blah blah yeah. blah yeah so i again i i enjoyed it it didn't blow my nut hair back but it definitely <laughs> oh, excuse uh excuse me it, you heard me it didn't it didn't yeah, rock worried, the socks i'm surprised well, it, I, I'm 
didn't I, rock the socks, I would say. But it's a fun it was a fun romp. Um I I but again, if a season two were to come out, I think I've just put so much time into it now that yes, I'd probably watch it. I feel like it got more interesting as the season went on. It did. It did. Certainly. And yeah. I'm definitely more invested now than I was in the beginning. But I agree with you. Like, you feel like at the end, you're like, well, I have to watch another season if it comes out. Yep. This is now in the brain. Yeah. And it's now fresh. So, okay. I mean, I guess it's ratings time. Yeah. It's ratings time. Balance Unlimited for me. I'm going to give it a 90 fucking three out of 100 AI glasses. Very loved this show loved this show um i think for me i'm gonna give it a 89 oh out of 100 okay all right um slip out of, out of 90s se- territory season A's. <laughs> let's see tokyo ravens i'm gonna give it a 76 out of 100 incantations that's fair. or or fox demons i don't even talk about con she was adorable Little Khan was cute as fuck. And by the just when she was starting to wear on me, boom. Adult Fox chick. Boom. So I was deaf concerned about all the bullshit they were doing with like accidental situations they were falling into. Not a fan of that at all. Yep. Um I think honestly Oh, I forgot about the love hotel bullshit. Ew. Yeah, it, anime just got has to stop that shit in general it's like yeah let's, let's stop normalizing like falling in love with kids and and doing weird shit with kids like it's just it's unnecessary yeah right i i and I, and it's it's just um anyway it's it wasn't I don't know if it's a, cul- it's a was, cultural difference i mean they, it's not like they're advocating for it. they just kind of show that as a point of humor i but I they're don't like, oh man, because everyone in the show is like you're seriously fucked up in the head like why are you doing this yeah but like they also animated all that right like it's it's, it's easy as hell just to not involve that um but i will say like her love for him yeah made sense once they explained the backstory of cone and like um yeah her an adult again Mm -hmm. like it was like okay that makes a lot of sense like finally this whole thing makes sense so does she know the entire time she didn't have her memories blocked she there she was just i think they were blocked but like I think she knew the whole time, but she no. didn't want to. No, 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 no. But didn't she say that if I release this, it might jog his memories back? That means she knew that he was the reincarnation? Because she said, I- I'm going to have to force the seal open, but it's essentially going to jog memories back for him. Do- I don't know. I-, yeah. I can't even like really comment on that. I don't know for sure. Okay. But uh, it seems plausible. But... I so she was like voraciously protective of him the whole time. Yeah, I don't know if it's because she knew it was Yaku, or if it was just because you know he's a Suchi Mikado and right. she was tasked with it. Perfect. <laughs> Actually, terrifying. I know it's always terrifying because it's just no I'm warning. Like fire alarm. Here we go. <laughs> Here we no, go. No, no, no. So, um. Anyway, I think uh, kind of like that whole thing was pretty cool. Um, and I feel like you should know early on that there's something awry because they're giving him all these like familiars. Oh, yeah. To they, protect him. They're giving him a lot of help. Yeah. But Hokito not responding to him was always odd to me. R- oh, that's true. Especially like near the end when like it's c- clear that he's the guy. 
it's like shouldn't he be the one that's like really using Hokito? That's a good point. Oh yeah, I it's so still with Natsume. Well, I guess I guess if there's a season two, he'll have free reign to Hokito. So well, I think yeah. Now, now, <laughs> now. he's the uh, presumptive head um, <laughs> due to the fact that she's dead. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I re- I actually just I just really enjoyed this show. I thought it was a like a really fun romp, like you said. Yeah. And the lore, I don't know, man. It was just it was deep. It was complicated. Very fleshed out. Yeah, it was really And it nice. was just really interesting. So I thoroughly enjoyed the show. Rating, I would rating? give it probably like a 82 out of Ooh. 100 Imperial Arms. Yes, 100 Imperial Arms. <laughs> Best show. Um, As far as pitches, you did a great job pitching it. I think you got me in. You got me <laughs> By intri- not pitching it. Right. You, got, you did just enough to get me intrigued. And letting me kind of have my own fun with it. Would I pitch this to someone? Yes, I think I would. If someone's like, "Hey, I'm you know I'm running dry. I'm, I'm caught up on seasonals. I'm like you like romance, like little you know shown in action." Yeah, yeah. So here you go. Yeah, and th- this this is for someone that might like maybe my cousin Mirko. He likes romance stuff. He likes shown and stuff. This might be a good intersection of the two. Uh, so someone like that, it's I guess just know your audience. And but I would say if if you're like. If you're talking to somebody that's like very critical of anime, you know what I mean? Like this is yeah. not like a critical masterpiece. There are holes to be poked to be sure. Right. Right. And like it's going to feel weird for half of it, right? Yeah. It's like really you're lost. Yes. And so if if people are very critical of anime, I would not suggest this show. That's a good yeah, that's a good call. But if you're if you're like one of those people that are able to just sit there and watch something and just enjoy it. Yeah. Like I literally just turned it on randomly because it was on Hulu and I freaking loved it. And I I think too this would be a good one for people that are not 100% new in the space but haven't watched enough that the tropes feel tropish, right? They haven't seen the trends of like oh this isn't every single one. Oh, it's just another one of those familiar things again. Um but there's a if you didn't if you aren't big anime watchers at the moment but know the genres you like this one will probably uh, get your gander. This is a, you'll enjoy this one. So, liked it. Good I pitches. Agree. Good pitches. You know, great pitches. Even I'd argue. Fire, spooky. Fire. Yes, but next, yeah, next time. Hopefully, I'll I'll have watched Boom. some. Uh... <laughs> 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 but I will. Uh, I'll maybe have watched some uh, scary anime and. Um, <laughs> Give you all a little rundown of some of the spooks, spooks I watched. Maybe I got any recommendations. Spooks and goofs. Spooks and goofs. But thank you all for coming back to class. For those that want to watch with your eyes and your ears, hi, you're watching Waveforms right now. I, I <laughs> imagine. But we got most of that one on the book, so I'm, I'm into it. Um, if you want to listen with your ears and not your eyes, check us out anywhere you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Apple, Google Stitcher, CastBox, and many, many more. Like, comment, and subscribe on our YouTube channel and on our Apple podcast page to help us pop up on others recommendeds um what else you got socials instagram at weballogy.podcast got memes on memes on news and sometimes giveaways maybe a spooky twitter at weballogyp spooky giveaway (laughs) i don't know what that's supposed to mean i don't know i'm gonna figure it out i am not in the know about our spooky (laughs) giveaway giveaway. i guess we're giving away slime we're giving away slime we're giving away ghosts you can't see them yeah, it's fun. We be the ghost. Oh, we gotta bring Weeby back. 
Oh my god, there he is. <laughs> he's here. Um, and our email, if you want to have us listen to a anime. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if you want us to watch or listen to anything, and we will watch anime. We're going to do some Yeah, we will watch anime. We, we will watch anime, we promise. Webologypodcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line if you just want to say hi or demand that we watch an anime of your choosing. I think the next one on the list is Shangri-La or something like that. The the computer, computer full of coffee one? Yes. Yes. That'd be a good one to start. Okay. In for it. But until next time, I'm Ricky. And I'm your overlord. And this is the Webology. <laughs> uh, deuces. How about you, sir? <laughs> Please be kind and generous. Boo. Boo.